0: Hello, welcome to Obedient Love. I'm Viola Strepsada-Voltarin, female-led relationship trainer. Today I'll be sharing another one of my fictional stories with you, which is a collaboration with my boy, Drum. Drum and I knew each other 11 years ago in Chicago when he was just a 25-year-old newbie to the BDSM lifestyle. He was a volunteer for the kinky workshops I was teaching at my dungeon called Holy Mountain that we began our full-time DS relationship but when we first started he lived in Las Vegas, 700 miles away from me. So one thing we would do, since he's a writer, was to write stories for each other. Sometimes we'd leave these open ended so they could be continued by the other person as a sort of exquisite corpse. This one is a fantasy of what could have been back in the day if we had recognized our compatibility It only goes to show that life will surprise you, and sometimes friendship and play partners can grow into something much deeper. But before I get to the story, I wanted to talk about something that's kind of excited me this week. It was an article I saw on a sex toy. Now, I'm a girl who's into her toys, but this one seemed extra special. The reviews on Amazon alone make it seem like a mind-blowing experience, the likes of which we women haven't seen since the Sibian. And what made it different is that it provides not only penetration and vibration, but also a little area that sucks on the clitoris. If you haven't seen it, it's made by a company called Tracy's Dog. The name itself is just filthy, right? And it seems to me like it gives women the equivalent of a really good blowjob. Honestly, I can't wait to get my hands on one of these things and try it out for myself. And yes, you have permission to send me one, and I will use it during a podcast. But the thing it brought to mind for me was this strange fact. Did you know that the actual shape and structure of the clitoris was not even known until 1998? 1998. I was in college. We had already invented the internet, but didn't know what the clit really looked like. So in case you still don't know, The clit isn't just a bean to flick. It's not just that little nub at the top of the labia. It's actually the shape of a wishbone and extends way back and around the vaginal opening. It's hard to describe, but just go and Google the shape of the clitoris right now. They have 3D models and everything. It looks like some winged creature. And the part you see, well, that's just the head, which brings to mind just how much sex education is lacking in this country, that it took us this long to understand this organ that gives us more pleasure than sea salt covered caramels. So, one of the things I've been working on is incorporating a very thorough sex education module in any of the courses that I teach. Two things I want men to understand is the body, both yours and mine, as well as how female pleasure works. What if instead of focusing on STDs and pregnancy, which are both important topics of course, we also taught young people the importance of pleasure. I mean, that's 90% of the reason why we all have sex in the first place, right? And yet the topic seems to be avoided like the plague by those who should be guiding the next generation. Sex ed that focuses on abstinence has the effect of creating ignorance. I remember a recent post about a young guy who asked why women could not just hold their bladder to prevent period blood from coming out. That's someone who has never looked at female anatomy. Women deserve to be with men who understand their bodies well enough to know what's going on. And men deserve to be educated so that they can be good lovers. So I include a section on this topic anytime I teach. Sex, education for all, that's my motto. Well, one of them. My other one is obedience equals affection. Which brings us to today's story. The first part is what my boy drum wrote to me. The second part is my continuation in response. It all takes place inside my BDSM studio called Holy Mountain. Before I even realize what's happening, the head of the house walks across the room, reaches behind my head and grabs a clump of my hair. I gasp in surprise. My wrist restraints jangle. I only just barely managed to hold on to the cleaning bucket I'd been carrying. Dirty, soapy water threatens to overtake the rim. I hear you're good at eating pussy, boy. She half speaks, half growls. What, ma'am? I'm too stunned to be coherent. She puts her hands around my head, squeezing my mouth, so I make an unflattering fish face expression. She points at the girls, lounging around in various states of undress, many of them in heels. watch the scene, vaguely bored. That's what they tell me, she says. Nobody contradicts her. She then pulls my head so that I'm looking into her eyes. I try to look away. She scares me. I try to look away, but she shakes my head and forces me to look. To look into her eyes. I begin to feel like I'm floating. Her fingers crawl inside my mouth. She grins. Better drop that bucket, baby, before you make a mess. I set the bucket down as best I can. From behind me, one of the girls laughs. Leash, she says, moving quickly. Someone places a cheap turquoise leash in her hand, the kind you find in a bargain bin at PetSmart. She hooks the leash to my cock cage, and my knees go weak. As if sensing this, she snaps her fingers and points to the floor. Down. I get down on my hands and knees. My brain works slowly. I look at her bare feet on the floor. Follow. I do so, focusing my attention on the backs and bottoms of her feet. We head to her private chamber. I had been the houseboy for less than a month, cleaning, taking care of the women, making sure nobody else had to lift a finger in that place unless they wanted to. It was exhausting, but not unrewarding work. In all that time, besides the brief initial interview, the head of the house had not said more than two words to me. The thought occurred to me as her bedroom door closed, perhaps this would be the real interview. Okay, so this is how I continued it in response to Drum's story. He'd passed the interview, little had he known what that would mean. After she'd fucked his face until she brought herself to a shaking orgasm, the headmistress had immediately shoved a heavy steel butt plug into him and secured it with a leather harness. Then, surprisingly, she unlocked and removed his cock cage and ordered him into the cage under her bed. He felt confused, but was grateful to be allowed to give his hard-on some room to grow. The chastity device had been painfully chafing, especially when the headmistress's orgasm had seemed to satisfy her so much, and the weight of the butt plug was making him feel properly used. "'I have school in two days. Surely she'll be done with me by then.' He knew none of the other house slaves had been allowed to live at the temple. Lie down, she ordered, and locked the two padlocks on the door. It seemed to be hours before headmistress returned to the bedroom. He busied himself by masturbating, wondering what might be next. He edged close, but didn't come. He knew the house rules, and he was scared to break them. No houseboys were allowed to orgasm without permission. She walked in without much fanfare and crouched to look at him. His dick was still in his hand. She stared at his cock for what seemed like a full minute. He wasn't sure what to do. Ma'am, he queried. Shut up, she said. It didn't sound as harsh as he thought it might. Her casualness and unpredictable attitude was a little disconcerting. She was hard to read. Quiet. Strange. Hands to your sides. He obeyed. His cock just bobbed there. Mmm. She moaned in a soft, low tone. She unlocked the cage and told him to crawl out and follow her. On all fours, he followed the click of her boot heels to the playroom. He happened to notice that her ass was full and bounced a little as she walked. He mused on this until they both came to a stop. With no warning, he felt her fingers grab his hair. She pulled him up so his face was level with her crotch. She forced his head back until he felt like his neck would break. It really hurt. She spit in his mouth. She mounted his face, just as she had during the interview, but standing up this time. He thought she was going to fuck his face again, so he stuck out his tongue to begin to lick. His face burned as she backhanded him, making him fall back slightly. He gasped and tried to soothe his cheek with his hand, but before his arm was fully raised, she grabbed both wrists by the cuffs and forced them behind his back, latching the cuffs together. She mounted his face again, holding his mouth open with her fingers. A sudden rush of warm liquid filled up his mouth, and he choked as he tried to gulp it down. Plenty escaped and dribbled down his chest. Using his hair as a handle, she pulled him up to standing and shoved him against the rack. Her hands were quick, and she tied his balls into a tight bulge. Then she slipped a tight steel ring over his shaft. It was making him super hard. His ass gripped the butt plug tightly. She gave his cock a sharp slap with her hand. The pain shot down his legs. His knees buckled. She turned him around, his face pressed to the rack. She disconnected the wrist cuffs and attached them to the rack above his head. He felt like he was hanging. Carefully she went to the wall to select some tools. She started with what he recognized as her favorite, a black leather belt with holes. He hadn't realized how much she had held back with him before, but not this time. Count them, she demanded. The belt fell on his ass and the back of his legs, like thunder crashing up the back of his body. By 30, he started to lose count. By 50, his counting was incomprehensible but for whimpering. She stopped and pressed her warm body against his back. When it she stripped down to her panties? Her skin was so soft, her breasts. She pulled away with a soft moan. She picked up a cane and let it slide against the palm of her hand. She put her hand firmly on his back to steady him. She pulled his hips backwards into a better position. Her arm drew back, and with a swoosh, followed through, striking perfectly along the bottom crease of his ass. His ears rang, and he could not control a laugh, the only way he could possibly react before his mind could fully process what had just happened. It made her laugh, a subtle, evil laugh as well. The next one landed on the backs of his thighs, making his knees buckle. The feeling was so strong, it left a metallic taste in his mouth. He could taste the pain. She repeated the strikes, and with the next few, he could feel his skin tighten and split open. His mind went blank. A few more, and he was floating in outer space. Then she dropped the cane. Her hands were on him, trembling slightly as she bent down. She licked the welts. Her hot tongue was lapping. At the fresh wounds. His eyes closed. He felt her fingers push into his mouth, then the ball gag. She fastened it in the back of his head. When she unlocked the cuffs from the rack, he almost fell. She caught him. Using her whole body, she turned him around and shoved him onto the low bondage table. She was on top of him. He felt her teeth sink into his neck, and he shivered. She slithered off him quickly attaching his wrists and ankle cuffs to the table. And then she was nude except for her leather boots. She sat on his legs, humping his thigh for a moment. Then she grabbed his tightly bound balls and rubbed them against her pussy. He could feel her wetness. He got so hard it even surprised him. She grunted. So pretty. She dug her nails in, then punched his chest. She lifted herself so that her pussy lips spread over his shaft. She rubbed her clit up and down his cock. She wasn't going to let him inside. His cock was just a toy to rub against. If you come, you'll never be allowed to leave. Her words made him spin. Surely she didn't really mean never. I'll own you for the rest of your life. She humped harder. He thought he might burst. Then she pulled back and slapped his cock. She slapped it again and again, nine, ten times. He was dizzy. She went back to humping, but this time her cunt was dripping. She slid her clit up and down his shaft, pushing it against her. She rocked herself to orgasm and lay down on top of him, convulsing and twitching. His cock pressed up into her belly, so close He lifted his hips, felt the weight of the plug inside him again. The skin of his dick was stretched so tight that it threatened to split open. Her hand found its way around his cock and squeezed hard, closing off the head, just as he came. The cum stayed trapped inside his cock as he pulsed. She sat up and let go, and it shot into the air. She laughed. You've just sealed your doom, she said, like a villain as she lay down beside him, cradling him. Innocent boy, she whispered.